Sadie, in the very first part of the devotional, Live on Purpose, you note that some of us seem to wonder, why are we here? And you offered kind of a short but very to-the-point answer. Why are we here? Well, I did make it short and to the point, and the reason why is because I feel like sometimes, you know, you hear this word purpose, and it can feel very overwhelming. It can feel very big and far off, and I just want to encourage people that your purpose is not something that's just super far off, and it's not something that's um, you know, some mystery that you're going to figure out one day. Your purpose is to love God and to love people. You know, the Bible talks about how our number one thing, the number one most important thing is that we love God and we love our neighbor. And I feel like that is what we're purposed to do. And I think if we lived our life with the intention every day of loving God well and loving people around us, then we would actually feel like we're living our life on purpose. And so I wanted to keep it short and to the point so people really understood it. Well, short is good for me. It helps me understand things better. Now, you mentioned that that God's purpose allows for some storms and struggles in the life of a Christian. Do some people wonder why God allows that to happen? Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, wonder why bad things happen and why bad things happen to good people and why bad things just happen in general. And I think we have to understand that we live in a fallen world and we live in a broken world and a lot of things happen that are out of our control. And that doesn't mean that God is a bad God or he's a mean God because something bad happens. God is good and he is our hope in the middle of the bad things. He's our hope in the middle of the storm. He's our refuge. And I think so many times we put the blame on God which is really just the result of us living in a fallen and broken world. Your devotional talks about uh, letting go of fear and and following God. And sometimes when these storms creep in, fear creeps in as well. How do you cope with fear? How do you sense that something's going on? Yeah, I have had a long um, few years of learning how to cope with fear. And I think what I've realized in life is that, you know, having fear is really just part of what makes you human. You know, you're going to feel afraid at times, but it's the moment that, you know, you choose faith in the middle of fear and you choose to trust God in the middle of a situation that feels very scary is the thing that really sets you apart from the world because you're going to be afraid. There's things that are scary, but, you know, you can trust in God in the middle of those fears and continue to do the things that he's called you to do. So I guess some fear is natural, like if you come up on a rattlesnake or something like that. That's that's practical fear, but there is a, a spiritual fear that happens. Now, why I ask that is that these have been a, a couple of very weird, unusual years for people. The, the pandemic and school disruptions and employment and economy concerns. And really, in our generations recently, we've never seen anything like this. How can people find security and confidence in God? Yeah, I think, you know, in Psalms 46, it says that we have to be still and we have to know that He is God. And I love that psalm because it doesn't say before that, you know, be still and know that He's God whenever, you know, the sun is shining and whenever, you know, everything's working out in your life and everything's going great. It actually, before it says that, it talks about how, like, you know, even when the mountains are crumbling into the heart of the sea, even when the kingdoms are um, falling in an uproar and all this stuff. And so it's, it's really talking about when things are bad, when there's a reason to fear, that's when you have to be still and know that he's God. And I think in our day, we've certainly seen a lot of scary things and a lot of things that would make us be very fearful. And it's in those times that you have to be still and quiet your soul and just know that God is God and that he sits on the throne. In Live on Purpose, you write about your first glimpse of God's calling for you as an influencer. 
Could you share a little bit of that? Yeah, you know, I um, my family's life is a little bit um, unique. When I was young, my family got a hit TV show called Duck Dynasty, and then I went on to do Dancing with the Stars. And I think, uh, you know, after all that, I kind of just looked at my life and was like, okay, here's all these things, and I clearly, you know, have a platform, but what's the purpose in all this? And I just didn't feel like, you know, just because I have a platform, that doesn't mean that there's necessarily purpose attached to it all the time. You know, we can coast through life, and I think a lot of times the temptation in life is just to coast through it and just act like it's no big deal, but it's actually when we choose to be intentional about our life that we truly, you know, start to live in. So kind of just looked at what God gave me in the platform and I was like, okay, God, like help me to use this on purpose for a purpose. Help me to, you know, not just say words, but say words that matter, not just have a following, but to actually lead well. And I think every single person has that opportunity, you know, to look at what God's given them and look at the place that they are and say, okay, this is what you've been giving me. Now, how do I use it for your glory and how do I use it to love people well? And um, I think we all have to ask ourselves that question. And it's in those questions that we end up discovering our purpose. You mentioned in the book that uh, Satan will try his best to derail people from becoming everything that God has for them. Uh, How can people kind of get around that? Have you felt it? Yeah, I mean, certainly. I think the the worst thing for the enemy is whenever you truly live on purpose and when you truly, you know, live your life to the full. And so I definitely think that temptations will come left and right. There'll be things that, you know, present themselves as opportunities to you that will kind of get you off the track that God has for you. And you just have to be on guard. I think you have to be sober-minded. You have to, you know, be able to discern when it's the voice of God and when it's, you know, a lie from the enemy. And, um, you know, I think when we're not on guard, that's whenever the prowl, you know, Satan can really prowl and steer you off the the path that God has. And some people, even a number of Christians, kind of have doubts that Satan is actually real or exists. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I think that's kind of crazy to think that we don't have an enemy. I think it's pretty obvious. I think, you know, even just watching any superhero movie, we're just infatuated with this idea of good versus evil. And I think that that comes from, you know, the idea that we live with that reality in in the spiritual realm, that there is good and there is evil. There is a God and there is um, a devil. And I think that when you read the word, it's very clear that there's an enemy. And then if you think about your life and that the Jesus says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, look around the world. Do you see any, any killing, any stealing, any destroying? Um, you certainly do. And so I think it's silly to think that we don't have an enemy. When I was looking through the, uh, the copy of the book, Live on Purpose, I saw the thing about the crazy train and how you get off of it. Can you give us just a little idea what that is? Yeah, so talk about the crazy train. And the crazy train is just your thought pattern. Whenever you start to think just crazy, irrational thoughts, like you start to do stuff and think stuff that totally does not even align with what your heart wants to believe and wants to think, but the fears or the jealousy or the envy or the lack of self-control can just make you think all these thoughts that you never intended to in the first part. And how whenever you're on the crazy train, like you don't know you're on the crazy train. Normally it takes someone else saying, hey, like you're, you're thinking crazy, like, your thoughts are taking you to places you don't want to go. And you first will have to listen to other people when they see it. You know, when someone tells you, hey, it's a friend that you love. Hey, like you're a little off right now. 
I think that's something you need to listen to and get off the crazy train. Another thing is the Bible talks about to think about the things in life that are pure, that are lovely, that are admirable, that are worthy of praise. And if you're thinking about things that are constantly tearing you down, constantly measuring, like uh, comparing yourself to others, constantly um, making you depressed, constantly making you anxious, then it's in those moments you have to say, okay, I need to transform my mind to think about things that are good, that are holy, that are worthy. And the only way that I can do that is to literally get off the crazy train, literally get these thoughts out of my head and put new ones in, and inside. And I think some of that is like putting boundaries in your life, like not listening to things that make you afraid or make you think negatively or, you know, put words in your mouth that you don't want to say, not watching TV that is bad for you to watch or that is a horrible influence on your life. It's actually getting the things out that are making you the crazy version of yourself. You've uh, been given, like you said a little bit earlier, just an incredible platform to to share Christ. What do you hope and pray this devotional will do? Yeah, I really just hope and pray that this devotional is transformative for people that, you know, people have wanting to have been wanting to like live on purpose, that they would truly take these words and they would begin to see uh, the fruit in their own life. They wouldn't just read it as words on paper, that it would actually help, you know, encourage them on a daily basis to become who God's called them to be. And I'm really excited. I think that that's really going to do that for people. It's a good devotional. I've been reading it. Now, Thank you. Uh-huh. has getting married and, and becoming a mother changed the way you think about life and think about God? Certainly, yeah. I think being a mom and being married has just really allowed me to see God in a really more powerful, real way. You know, God is a God of love, and He's kind, and He's forgiving, and He's gracious, and all these things. And I think, you know, growing up, I always heard the concept of grace, and I heard the concept of love, and I heard the concept of forgiveness and all those things. Um, And then when you become a wife and you become a mom, you get to really see those things played out. You know, sometimes it's hard to forgive. Sometimes it's hard to uh, show grace or receive grace. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, be loving. But yet whenever you're rooted in the Lord and you say, well, but I was loved first. I I was given grace first. I was forgiven first. I needed forgiveness at one point. I needed grace. I needed to feel love, you know, from that place. It helps you to be the things that you truly desire to be as a wife and as a mom. And so I certainly believe that it has really helped me and grown me and matured me a lot. All right. And you're involved in a lot of projects. Is there anything on the horizon coming up that you could share with us? <laughs> well, yeah, um, you know, I got a lot of com- a lot of stuff coming, but I love the stuff I'm getting to do now. I just had this book come out, Live on Purpose. I have another book coming out early next year called Who Are You Following? And um, my husband and I actually just started a vlog on YouTube. And so you can just find that on my typical page, Sadie Robertson, and find me on you know, all the different social media apps to keep up with what we're doing. But things have been fun lately, and I'm just grateful to get to do what I get to do. All right. Sadie, I really appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you.